Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And again, trying to encourage us to be in God's Word, to remain humble before the Lord, and tuned to what He is doing around us, in the lives of people around us, and from yesterday's scripture, even the animals around us, if they're productive animals. But anyway, wanting to continue on, and we get into some crazy, not crazy things, but very specific things to do with marriage and death and widows and who should keep it going in the family, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to dive right in and see what uh, see what this brings us. So Deuteronomy chapter 25, starting verse 5. If brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son, the wife of the dead man shall not be married outside of the family to a stranger. Her husband's brother shall go into her and take her as his wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. And the first son whom she bears shall succeed to the name of his dead brother. That is, that his name may not be blotted out of Israel. And if the man does not wish to take his brother's wife, then his brother's wife shall go up to the gate to the elders and say, My husband's brother refuses to perpetuate his brother's name in Israel, he will not perform the duty of a husband's brother to me. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak to him. And if he persists, saying, I do not wish to take her, then his brother's wife shall go up to him in the presence of the elders and pull his sandal off his foot and spit in his face. And she shall answer and say, So shall it be done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. And the name of his house shall be called in Israel, the house of him who had his sandal pulled off. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop there because, man, that's just a great name calling, right? Um, <laughs> the the house of him who had his sandal pulled off. Woo, now we're really pulling punches here. But, uh, um, you know, just to think through or really to think about how we do not often think long-term or generational or multiple generations down. And here, God is trying to help, or Moses is trying to help them think that through, that there are 12 tribes and there are certain names, families that need to continue on with their lineage and how that's going to happen or not happen, right? So death comes and and in this case, it seems that the woman has been separated from her family. It starts off if brothers dwell together. So here's a family of brothers. This wife has been brought into this family, this woman, to marry the oldest son. And then he has passed away. So this isn't just, this has very specific details to it. But it's the idea of what happens when the older brother dies and he hasn't had any children, so he's the one that would normally get the majority of the inheritance. He's the one that the name would be carried through by his son, the bloodline, if you will. And what makes it simple is if he dies and then the woman that he married, that she, the second oldest son would then bear a child with her, hopefully a son, and they can keep that name, family name going. So pretty practical and then what happens if that son refuses to it well then he's going to become the 
the house of him who had his sandal pulled off. So pulled off by a woman at that. Uh, so it's it's a big deal. But here's the thing, you know they they didn't have they didn't know who the Messiah was at that time. They didn't have Jesus. They didn't understand the gospel. Uh, they didn't have a idea that the real life we're living for is a, the real home is heaven and not here. And so they're going into the promised land and they want to keep their lineage going. But that for us not to be distracted, if you will, um, from the reality of the reality of when we don't think long term and all we think about is the present. And then when I say long term, I mean about heaven and building his kingdom that we can get caught up in a mess like this. And all of a sudden it's all about my feelings versus the better, what's best for the, for the kingdom of heaven. And here what was best for the kingdom of heaven would be for the younger brother to marry his dead brother's wife and keep the family name going. That's what was better for the kingdom building and the long-term betterment of that culture. However, it got an understanding the greed of man and man's ability to think only for himself that then the man should be called out for his actions and his selfishness. And that's what happens here in this, with this verse and this name calling that he's being called out. His selfishness is being called out. And we are all often very, very guilty of our selfishness and not thinking about the kingdom of heaven, thinking about what God is in the midst of doing, even in life and death, and pressing through that and pushing on with life for those who have it. And how do we continue to build God's kingdom and even remember those who have gone before us? So I don't want to read too much into it, some of the commentaries are very interesting with these verses. Um, some of the more modern ones are, I think, way, way off on a lot of this. But it is interesting how some of the older ones, I'm talking 300 years ago, how clear they are. And um, and pulling this, pulling off some commentary on this, how it's actually... Uh, quite curious about some of it, even thinking about from the time this was written until Jesus' time, you have two different types of theologians, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And I got a little bit into the weeds reading through that. So I won't get into that, but it was interesting. God bless you guys. Keep reading God's word. Stay the course. We'll talk to you soon.